morning, everyone. It's nice to sit in the rain, isn't it? Something very comforting it touches it touches the heart. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit today about um, freedom. Uh, the um, last um, words of the Heart Sutra, if I can get them correctly in sequence. Gate gate hara gate haraso gate boji soaka hanya shinjo are often translated as go beyond, going beyond, going beyond, going beyond. Um, um, In some traditions it's kind of interpreted as going somewhere else, where I don't know, but going somewhere else. my understanding of it, it's going beyond concepts. Mm-hmm. But another way that it's actually translated, which is kind of um, uh, a fun way to, to translate it, is go, 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 go to freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the essence of, of Zen practice is the um, experience of freedom. But freedom from what? Um, if we just um, stop for a while and just explore what freedom often means to us in, in a general kind of sense, the sense of social freedom and democratic freedom, uh, in some of my reading of um, ancient history, um, a distinction was made between freedom from and freedom to. Mm-hmm. And Athens was considered to be the kind of the, the benchmark or the epitome of what a, a truly democratic culture was. And it was based on freedom too. Mm-hmm. Whereas some of the sort of um, uh, copycat versions like Rome, you know, were, were based more on freedom from. The distinction being that freedom from was like, we'll be looked after and there'll be freedom from poverty and hunger and invasions from other people and so on, um, and developing some quality of life where things were provided for, um, but often you know, the price to be paid for that was some kind of authoritarian structure. Whereas in Athens, um, it did have the, the latter, but it, it's, it really epitomised freedom too. Uh, it's like Everyone together will make the rules of how we live, mm-hmm. how we get on, you know, um, to fulfill what it is we want to dream about or the way we want to live our life. Mm-hmm. And everyone will participate in deciding how we do that. Mm-hmm. It was actually the, the, the um, um, aspiration of Athens. And it's said at that time, that um, particularly in Athens at that time, and remember city-states were sort of hundreds of thousands rather than millions, is that it's said that people in those days lived uh, a real sense of kind of, in a sense of meaningfulness about their social lives um, because they could participate so um, meaningfully in it. But anyway, that's what we usually refer to and we, we refer to freedom, we refer to social and political freedom and so on. And it has those two aspects to it, either freedom from, freedom from adversities and freedom to create something as well. 
now through history too, as we know, um, people have not been satisfied just with the political or social freedom they might be able to find. Um, but there's another kind of freedom that people have tried to seek, and it's usually through the, the form of religion or spirituality in some kind of way. And uh, people would experience suffering, even if they lived in the ideal society, there's still a sort of an underlying sense of dissatisfaction about life. Um, you might have enough food on the table and protection and so on, and maybe you can express yourself in ways which are creative to you. But there's still something that gnaws a human being that still is an experience of dissatisfaction. And so people would turn to religion. And uh, for some people, in some religions, it was aspiring to a freedom which was not attainable here on earth. The idea is that, that what was preached is you, you'll never find freedom here. It's flawed. That you'll find um, freedom when you unite with your Creator or in, in death. And in other spiritual traditions or religious traditions, is an attempt to find freedom in transcendence, not necessarily in another life, but through tweaking our consciousness in some kind of way. Trying to create some um, permanent or relatively stable sense of bliss, um, something that rises above, something that rises above our biology and hovers there, um, which is where freedom is to lie. Um, you see that in all kind of religious traditions, including Buddhism. <coughs> We see it also, the warning amongst Zen teachers about not getting um, too enamoured with samadhi states. Mm -hmm. Just getting stuck in that kind of deep, peaceful kind of state mm -hmm. and, and cling to it in some way. Try to make it into something permanent, it's a trap. But these are all the ways in which people have tried to um, find freedom. Mm -hmm. At the core of it is, um, at the core of freedom from and freedom to, what become, makes it become entangled and difficult is that we see in it the principles of holding and rejecting. You know, we, we, we want to push away from things, from adversity in life, you know, and we fear it and we run away from it. And sometimes we're often trying to change the things that can't be changed, the big things in life. We can change things in society, but we're not going to change the fact that we're going to die one day. We can't necessarily change the fact that we're going to get sick. We can't change the fact that we're going to get older. All of these things create a kind of aversion that we're running away from. No society, no matter how perfect it is, is going to stop that. And on the other hand, freedom too, yeah, we can, there's things that we, we can um, be free to do and uh, we're fortunate to, to live in a, in a democracy while it's not perfect and it gives us far more freedom than other cultures, which we're, we're lucky to have. 
But even though we have that degree of relative freedom, um, the desire to change things into the way I want it to be leads to this kind of grasping element to it as well. Um, so one could assume that the perfect kind of freedom is not necessarily going to be found in any social change, even though social change and political change is an important aspect that needs to be addressed in life. <clears throat> in um, Zen, there are many koans which would sort of touch on this issue, but one that comes to mind is about um, a man, or a woman for that matter, who is um, trapped down a deep well, 100 foot well, and, uh, and the slides are completely slippery, you can't get a sort of a hold on anything to get out. And so you're trapped there. What do you do? Um, it's a metaphor, of course, for how we live our lives. Um, each moment is just as it is. You know, life is just as it is. Um, at any point in our life where we don't want to be there um, is our prison. Um, it's where we're sort of trapped down at the 100 foot well and we're trying to get out of it desperately. Mm -hmm. Since at any moment we have in our life, our life we don't want to be there, then that's, that's where the prison always exists. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as we stop trying to escape it, it's no longer a prison. Mm 